0: It's good to see everybody here. Man, it's the first Sunday that we've gather, gathered together in January, a new year. Man, come on, look, I know a lot of us, man, we're, we, we've decided 2023, we're getting to church. Like, we're going to do it. Like, we're going to show up more, and, and hey, look, the first Sunday, you're here. Way to go. Way to go. Those of you who made that decision are not clapping because you're just like, Ugh. you know? Yeah. So, uh, but no, we're excited everybody's here today. Look, a couple things before we get into today's message. Um, uh, Next Sunday, speaking to people that maybe are kind of trying to, you know, show up more and and get into church more. uh, Next Sunday, we're going to be having our new at NC class uh, it is about a 45-minute class that lets you know who we are, what we're doing, and how you can be a part. And so if you've been kind of kicking the tires for a while, or maybe you're brand new to the area, or whatever the case is, and you kind of want to know more about the church, next Sunday, immediately following the service, uh, is whenever we will be doing our new at NC class. You don't have to sign up. You can just show up. If you have kids, we do have childcare. They will be able to stay in the kids' ministry and be taken care of. Don't have to worry about that. But uh, but, but just kind of put it in your calendar. Put it whatever you got, you know. Hey, see. Siri, remind me next week to not leave too soon. I don't know. Whatever you got to do. And uh, sometimes I say, hey, Siri, and my phone goes off. So it didn't. But uh, good about that. But the, ne- the other thing is this. Is the other th- look at this. We got some new merch. We got a new logo. Come on. We, uh, we recently updated our logo here at Northwood Church. And so we've got some new merch today. And if you want to get a shirt or a hat or, I don't know, I've seen, I see like random stuff that I didn't even know we were having. And I'm like, that looks, I like it, I like it. So afterwards, if you want to go grab some in our North Lobby, uh, is it in the cafe? It's right. in, in the, uh, It's right in the lobby. Cool, I haven't been out there yet. So in the lobby, you can go pick up some, some merch. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty obvious what this logo is. It's an N and a C. That The previous logo, for many years, we've always had uh, conversations uh, about what was the last logo. And uh, some people were like, it's like a seed and like a palm tree. And like, how many people think it's like some sort of plant-based logo? Some of you? Some of you think it's like, who, how many of you think it's like a person? A person? How many of you, let's just be real, have no clue at all? You're just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, was, it was like a person. Who, do, who designed it? Who des- I designed it right here, me. Yeah, it was me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, boo, boo! All these years, boo! It was like oh, wait, it's like fourteen years. everybody's been holding back their disgust with our logo, right? It's like, man, I don't know, so so, so I did this logo as well, so so maybe this <laughs> oh man, oh jeez, all right, so pick up some uh, pick up some merch if you'd like, and if you don't want to, don't okay, it's up to you but but no, so new at NC Class, new merch, and also a new series. Come on, we got a new series starting today. Yeah, 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 it's exciting. Uh, kicking off this this week, and we are going to be in this series until the end of this month, and then we're going to be starting something in February. Super excited about, not going to talk about right now, but, uh, but it's going to be a good series as well. But this series is called Life Goals. Life Goals. And, uh, you know, we, we thought it'd be appropriate to kind of use some of this language as we're starting the new year. Obviously, a lot of us possibly are goals people. How many people do I have in the room that are like goal-oriented people? Yeah, typically you're also the people that like like checklists, like you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Like you felt that right there. It's just like, I mean, there's something about that little box and like having a task next to it, next to it, and then like checking off. It's just like, look what I've done. Um, I am not one of those people. I am not a checklist person. Ask my wife like i'm just kind of like whatever in the moment just kind of go with it and it's like i get motivated to do something and i will go head over like yeah yeah just just go for it but there's no real organization behind it and then you end up just kind of like, it's a little bit of ADD kind of thing where like you're you're doing something you're excited about it you're going to you're going to finish it and then then you get bored with it and then you start doing something else so you have like 10 undone things you know what i'm talking about that's <clears throat> that's what happens in my head as well so Anyway, hopefully it doesn't happen in this message. Um, no, but, but we have, there's goal-oriented people, and there's some people who don't like to put goals out there, right? You don't like to put goals. I think there's different reasons for that. I know, I know for me, and probably for some of you, you don't like to put goals out there because if you, if, you set, if you set up goals and you put them in place, you could not do those goals, and then you feel like you failed. And so you're like, hey, let's just not have any expectation at all take all the pressure off, and just enjoy life, man. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. Yeah, there we go. There we go. If any of you are like life coaches right now, you're just shaking your head like, this guy, why are we here right now? But no, Uh, we have goal people. We have some people that don't wanna set up goals. And then we have people who set up goals, right? But so many people set up goals, but they're really, they're set up with bad motives, Right, because you can have a goal with a really bad motive behind it, and it's really not a good goal. Right, you, you can do that. You can also set up a good goal and not have a good plan. And everybody knows that a goal without a plan is just a, it's a wish. It's just like, man, you know it would be so cool. Anybody that ever says that all the time, you know it would be awesome. They're probably one of those people who don't set up goals because there's just like every, every week's like a new thing, and, and, but they never actually finish it. You know, but you need those people too, guys. In culture, you need the free thinkers, you need the the dreamers, but you also need the people to come in and be like, "All right, how are we gonna uh, how are we gonna do this? Uh, right? How are we gonna actually execute this? Most of you in your marriages, one of you is the you know like the hey, what if we? And the other one's sitting over the calendar, like, no, that's not gonna work. That's four things in one day. It's not gonna happen. We don't have enough money to do all of that, but but we have goals and and we have plans and those things matter. But I think if we kind of dig a little bit deeper into what we're talking about here, whenever we talk about goals, there's something built in, there's an expectation of life. And so I I think the question that we're really asking when it comes to goals and plans and things is really what do we want from life? And I would ask you that question today. You know, as we're looking and kind of evaluating this year, looking forward to this next year, I I was just asked that question, what do you want from life? What is it that you're really wanting from life, from this year? But if we expand it to our whole life, what is it that at the end of your life, you want to look back and feel like you actually what? You accomplished what? You did, you did what? And, and I think sometimes these goals that we have are just like micro, micro things that, that represent, honestly, the desires of our heart. And so I don't think that they're just small, right? I think they, all, I think they represent something that's more significant than that. And So in this series, we're going to be talking about life goals. 2 Corinthians is going to help us sort of uh, focus our conversation around some things regarding our, our goals and, and things. And uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, Paul is encouraging the church in Corinth to, uh, to be eternally minded rather than temporal minded, okay? And uh, that's something that we obviously talk about a lot in, in this church. I, I think at some point every week, uh, my goal, at least as a teacher, is to raise our eyes and our expectations up out of this world and say, you know, God, what are you trying to do in me? And, and what is this all about? To be eternally minded, because uh, we can get caught up in temporary struggles very quickly. In a matter of minutes, we get caught up. You know, I'm eternally minded, I'm eternally minded, and then I open up Facebook, and I'm no longer eternally minded. I mean, it's just, it's just boom, it's quick, right? But, uh, but he, gives them, he gives them an example of the tension that we face in, uh, in being in this world or in our body, and the tension between that and also desiring to be in heaven with God, right? And and when I say be in heaven with God, I I think that for us, we would put those words in place. I think for other people uh, in our world, they they might have different religious, you know words that they would use but there still is this existential like purpose that we want to have and we want to attain and, and we desire to be in this place of peace and joy right and so paul is addressing this tension and obviously as believers we believe in Jesus and uh, the same thing here in second corinthians verse uh, chapter 5 but uh, but he gives an example of the tension we face in being in this world or in our body but yet desiring to be with god in heaven and no matter where we are, uh, what our aim should be. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So whether we are at home or away, whether we are on this earth, in our body, or whether we are in heaven with God, right? Either way, we make it our aim or our ambition or our goal to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. All right, so as followers of Christ, our goals should be aimed ultimately at pleasing God, right? That that should be the the ultimate goal, the ultimate aim. Now, uh, these verses, in one sense, are encouraging, and in another sense, doesn't it make you kind of gulp a little bit? It's like, oh, wait, uh, what is... Verse 10, say again, we're gonna appear before the judgment seat of Christ and each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Like, you know, uh, there's a lot of gravity behind these verses, okay? Our aim should be to please God because what we do on this earth, we are going to give account for. Now, there's, there's two different kind of judgments. There's one between those who are the sheep and the goats, those who are saved and not saved, those who, those who have trusted in Jesus and who haven't. And then there's, those, uh, there's another judgment here of, of uh, that kind of more has to do with rewards or uh, it's, it's for what you have done in your body, not necessarily like a heaven-hell conversation, but, but we're all going to give account for what we do in this body what we do in our lives. And so what we're talking about, goals has a part to play in this because what is the aim of our life? What is the, what's what, what direction are we facing, you know? And then how are we gonna accomplish that? You know, I could say I wanna run a marathon this year, but if I just like, show up one day and just start running and just decide that I'm gonna run a marathon, I'm gonna break things in my body. (laughs) I'm not gonna walk straight for a couple of months. I'm gonna injure myself. So there's gotta be a plan to even accomplishing these things. What are we aiming our our life at? And so each week we're gonna be looking at different, uh, I guess, kind of compartments of our life when it comes to goals. And uh, we're gonna be asking some questions about goals. And so today we're gonna be looking at health goals. All right? We're going to be looking at health goals. And uh, what do we picture whenever we hear that? Health, health goals. What do we picture? Well, I've got a couple pictures I want to show you that you might, you might picture. Every time I say that, you're like, oh, gosh, what have we got? Number one, you might just, you might picture a guy like this, right? He's studying, you know, he's studying to improve his, maybe his theological you know, understanding of things, maybe growing his academic world, his brain, you know, he's trying to expand. You might, you might picture that or that might actually produce unhealth in your body because you've <laughs> been there before and you're like, I was emotionally broken in that season. But, uh, but the next, we go to the next picture. You might, you might picture this right here. Like, don't they look so healthy, both Physically and, and mentally, look at them, man. They're meditating on this beautiful veranda overlooking a hill. Obviously, it's not around here, but uh, you might picture, like, man, if that, that's a picture of health. The next one might be another, another type of health. You might, you might picture this guy. Um, how many of you guys know who this is? Most of you. This guy's his name is Liver King. You can look him up on TikTok later if you'd like uh this guy is all about eating raw food uh and i mean right there he's eating some brains from some sort of animal and uh his whole claim to fame was that he was completely natural right like he i mean he's huge well a couple months ago it came out that he's on the roids and uh so he's lost his following he's under a lot of uh, you know fire from culture but uh but when you i mean for a lot of people they're buying his supplements. Come on, I know a couple buddies who you know like, "Oh, we're going to do the Liver King, man. I've got his supplements. I got this, I got that. I'm going to look like Liver King," you know? And it's like, "Well, you need to get some shots in order to look like Liver King," you know? <laughs> and uh, you know, in his pursuit of physical health, he ends up actually it ends up not being a good situation. But but we might have different pictures for what health looks like. And uh, but whenever we talk about health, we're talking about holistic health. We're talking about health in our body, our soul, and and in our spirit. And uh, I think most of us understand this and know this, but but we are not just a body. We are really kind of three different, there's three different parts of us that sort of make up who we are. The, The first is our body, and it's the part of us which contacts the physical world through our five senses, The things that we can touch, smell, see, all those good things, right? And we understand that more than anything. The next, though, would be our soul. And that's whenever we talk about the mind, the will, and emotions. And in our culture, there really is a a large push in the conversations surrounding health in our soul, around our mind, the way that we think, our our will, and especially our emotions, emotional health. It's a big goal. It's a big conversation that we have um, in our society and in our culture. But then there's this third part of us that a lot of people really don't know much about or it feels kind of ambiguous, and it's the spirit. And when it comes to the spirit, this has to do with the conscience and, and has to do with fellowship and has to do with intuition. Conscience has to do with what is right and wrong, right? And, and, and some of us kind of understand that and, and feel, feel that. But what about fellowship? I believe fellowship has to do with, in, in a good sense, has to do with communication and communion with God. Right, it's, it's how we communicate and commune with God, and then when it comes to intuition, that's the part that it's how God imparts a sense or knowledge which is independent of reason and circumstance. And I believe that this part of us, personally, some people believe that you know you're completely dead spiritually and there's nothing going on in your spirit unless you get saved. I kind of have a little bit different approach to that. I, I think that we're alive spiritually. I I think that we can be filled with spirits. I think that we can be filled with the spirit of the world or the spirit of God. I think that our, you ever, you ever have somebody, it's like, I just don't think that that's right or wrong. Like I don't, I'm not convicted about that, but another person is. That's where you're starting to get down to the deep level. See, if I'm, in, if I'm, if I am influenced by the spirit of, of the world, then my conscience is going to follow the standards of the world. If my spirit is is influenced by God, His Spirit, then then it doesn't matter what the world is doing. I am I am living according to a different standard, and and guess what? Sometimes that intuition about things, it's like I can't really tell you why I feel that I'm supposed to do this, but I just I know that God is just speaking to me, or you know what I'm saying? I just know that I'm supposed to do this or not do this, or just some something about it. I talked to a guy last year, and there was a big decision in his life, and he was just like, I just don't every. Everything logically, it makes sense that I should say yes to this. But there's something deep inside of me, and this is a spiritual guy, he's saved, he's seeking God. He's like, There's something in me that just says no. And he made the decision to say no to it, and it made no sense, and people were confused. But he's like, But I have a peace inside my heart, and I just know that God is speaking this to me. That right there, that's in the spirit part of us. You know, now here's the deal our body affects our soul, affects our spirit. Affects our soul, affects our body. Every part of us—it's like almost there's an interdependency. Okay, the, the, if I'm not doing—if I'm not healthy physically, it affects my soul. If I'm not healthy in my soul, it affects my body. Right? If I'm not healthy spiritually, it bleeds into every part of my life. And so, health is this—we think of it in a, in a holistic way. And and the scripture refers to these types of these parts of us. First uh, Thessalonians five says. Now, may the God of peace himself with peace, shalom, order, wholeness, may the God of wholeness himself sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit and soul and body uh, be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. The word of God all throughout it speaks out these different parts of us. And so we need all three of these parts to be healthy and whole. And I say we need, I would say this, that every single one of us wants all three parts of us to be whole I, I think if we went around the room right now if you're not doing well physically you really would want your body to be operating optimally physically maybe for some of you physically i mean you're knocking it out the park but internally where nobody can really see it's just you you know you're just not right right but we desire we still have this this thing in us that says man i really do want to be Healthy. And so I think that this applies to all of us, no matter where we're at in life. But this is what we want to do today with the time that we have left. I want to ask three questions about health. Three questions about health to sort of dig deeper in, into this, this subject. Number one is this. It's very simple, but it's this. Why is health important? Why is, is health important? Because for some of us, health is not a priority. And so for us, it's, it's really not that important. But why is health important? Well, this is my answer to that. It's because everything that we do flows from whether we are, these parts of ourselves are healthy or not. Everything that you do in life flows from this this place of health or unhealth. Proverbs 4 says, um, keep your heart with all vigilance. Keep like the center of your being. Keep that with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. I think that first off, you need to understand that health is important because all the things that you're facing in your life, the way that you encounter those things is determined by how healthy you are or how healthy you are not. Your relationships, your vocation, anything that you do is affected by, guess what? Your body, your soul, and your spirit. And that may seem obvious, but I know at times, We are not processing things properly in our lives or in a healthy way and we wanna change the environment around us or we wanna change that person because if they change, then I'll be good and that is improper. It's the wrong thing. Many times it has nothing to do with that person. They could be perfect and you would still have your own internal issues because it's not about them, it's about you. It's about your health. And so everything you do flows from whether you're you're, you're healthy or not. Your life is shaped by how healthy you are or not. And so number two is this, a little bit deeper question, what motivates you to be healthy? Okay, if health is important, well, what is actually motivating me to be healthy? Why do I want to be healthy? For some people, uh, they might say, nothing is motivating me to be healthy. <laughs> I'm really not that motivated to be healthy. And again, I'm talking about holistically here. Uh, but, you know, if we, if we do take physical health as kind of an easy go-to, a lot of people aren't <laughs> They aren't that motivated to be healthy physically. They're like, you know what, man? My heart's still beating, I'm still breathing. I'm good to go. They're really not thinking about 20 years from now. They're really not motivated. But I would say that the, the most popular answer to this question would be this, quality of life. I wanna be healthy so that I could be there for my kids whenever I'm older, I, so I can travel whenever I retire, so, so, so that way I can play in the backyard with my kids. Uh, I don't know, so I can really pursue those goals and, and really attain them and not be held back by my physical body. I don't know, like, but I think all of those things fall underneath that category of quality of life. And although quality of life is a good reason to wanna be healthy, um, I'm just gonna take a shot at that real quick because all of those things have to do with me. It's like, what's my motivation to be healthy? Well, I want this for my life and I want to, even even like I wanna be there for my kids when I get older. It's like, do you really for their sake or is it just like, honestly, you picture yourself when you're old and you just don't wanna be like broken down. You know, it's like, actually, it actually has more, it still has to do with you, you know? And, and when we ask this question, it can sound, especially in our culture, very noble. All right, I want to be there for them, or I want to I do this, I want to accomplish this. But if we really begin to break that down, guys, it's, at times, it's straight up self-centered. And we know that self can become an idol in our life so easily. So why, what motivates me to be healthy? Well, we learn in 2 Corinthians that our aim is to please God, right? So here's what I think three good answers are for this question, as opposed to just quality of life or I don't really care to be healthy at all. It's not really that big of a deal, right? I think these are three better answers. Number one is this, to steward what God has given me. And you're like, well, that man, that's a really good spiritual answer there right? And you're like, oh, this is where we're going with that. I, I-, I want you to kind of put down that like, oh, yeah, that's the-, that's the given answer. Put that aside for a second. I want you to actually think about this. What vot- motivates me to be healthy? What if you were truly motivated to be healthy in life because you truly looked at your body, your soul and your spirit as something that God has given you and you are stewarding your body. That's right, whenever you eat or whenever you sleep or whenever you pray or whatever, it's actually the the way that you are stewarding the life that God has given you. And, And think about how much more purpose that adds to everyday life, to every meal to every time that you gather, to every decision that you make. Wow, is this, is this a decision that is going to help me steward what God has given me well or not? 1 Corinthians, which we're gonna use uh, to kind of talk about these next two answers, uh, it says this, 1 Corinthians six nineteen, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. I wanna let you know today that you are not your own. The body that you have, the things that you have are actually not yours. As a believer, this is the way that we think. This is the way that we live. What I have is actually not, first and foremost, it's not my own. My body is not my own, right? And so it's been given to me, and and we're not going to go deep into stewardship. Stewardship is one of our values here at Northwood Church. We've taught on it many times, but but we truly believe that everything that we have is from God, and so we want to steward those things well. But why? Well, I think the second answer is uh, in conjunction with this first one, to steward what God has given me and to glorify God which is actually the very next thing that this scripture in uh, chapter six says. It says this, for you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. We just took communion. You were bought with a price. Come on, y'all, right? You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. How often do you wake up today and say, God, today I wanna glorify you in my body? Some of you, three years ago, but like how, like, let's just, be, let's just be real, all right? How many of you last week were like, man, God, I really wanna live this week to glorify you? I know that some of us do, but, but I know that a lot of us don't. We're not. We're not thinking that way. But all throughout scripture, if we would read the word of God, there's a part of us that's going to be, uh, uh, all right, it's going to shift our aim to this right here. That's why reading the word is so important in our life. But so we we want to steward what God has given us and we want to glorify God. And so so why does health why is it so important and what motivates me to be healthy? I think for believers, I think these two are paramount. I think it's to steward what God has given us, and I think it's to glorify him in everything that we do. By the way, glorify, all it means is lifting Jesus up in our life, pointing people to him, giving him credit for, for everything that we have. Look, somebody comes up to you and says, hey, dude, you did an awesome job. Thank you so much, man, blah, 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 blah. And they begin to build you up. It's like, hey, man, thank you so much. But man, I'm just, honestly, I'm just, I'm grateful that God's given me the ability to do what I'm doing. What it, Glorifying God sometimes looks as simple as that. It's deflecting credit, deflecting honor to God, right? And imagine in the way that you live your life, it would cause people to see the way that you live your life and glorify God. Wouldn't that be great? Come on. The next thing, the last answer to this question of what motivates you to be healthy is this. And I think this is probably, this is, this is, again, just as paramount as the other one, just as important as the other answers. It's to accomplish the mission of God. You ever think about that? Man, I want to be healthy in order to actually be able to physically and emotionally and spiritually accomplish the mission that God has for me. There's a quote from Paul Wor- uh, Worcester. He said this. He said, the Christian life is not about God helping you accomplish all your goals and dreams. It's about laying down your dreams and ambitions to embrace his dream for your life. Man, just lots of amens and and head nods and ooh, I'm gonna write that one down. This, y'all, is completely different than anything that you're gonna experience in our culture. This aim is not very tweetable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like you know this is just not it. For believers it should be and I know for some it is, but culturally speaking it is not. When you say the Christian life is not about helping uh, is not about God helping you accomplish all your goals and dreams. That goes against a lot of sermons and and books that the Christians are putting out nowadays. <laughs> you would think that God's on his hands and knees just like begging us or, or asking, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Okay, okay I'll, I'll, make that, I'll make that happen. Just don't yell at me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we're like up here, you know, self-centered and self-sufficient, and we're like barking waters at God, you know? My vision for my life, God, is this. And I believe that you have put this vision in my life, God, so there, right? Some, sometimes that can happen. I really believe that God has put this vision in my heart, And it's like over time, if you're not aware, you might not realize that you put that vision in your heart and you're like trying to like construct God around it. You know what I'm saying? It's like God ain't in it at all. I've had people uh, talk about how they believe that God has spoken to them to divorce their spouse. And I'm like, that's contradictory to the word of God you know now there's reasons okay we've talked about divorce before we, there's reasons why divorce happens but I'm talking about the ones where there there is no reason you know what I'm talking about just like like I heard one time uh, somebody said that their uh, their spouse was not spiritual was not spiritual enough they didn't read the word enough and so they needed to go find someone who was more spiritual I was like well that's definitely not what Paul directed people to do that's definitely not what the word says right See, sometimes we'll kind of like back into saying that God spoke us and it's actually, man, I think that spirit might not be the Lord, (laughs) you (laughs) know? That's why we need spiritual discernment. That's why we need to be around others who spiritually discern. So to accomplish the mission of God. Now, here's the deal. I wanna throw out something really practical real quick about this. For some of you, when i talk about accomplishing the mission of god in your life the the great commission is really the paramount thing that we are on this earth to do per what jesus said before he left this earth to make disciples to preach the gospels to every nation the gospel to every nation right and that can look different in different people's lives, okay? We're different puzzle pieces. We come together. We're the body of Christ. For some people, that means literally traveling the world and preaching the gospel. I don't know. For others, it means raising their family well and, 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 and owning a business in their own hometown. I, we, there's a spectrum to what, what God calls us to. But the aim is to accomplish the mission of God. And here's the deal. This is what I've seen personally in my own life and in other people's lives. If we are not healthy as believers we don't have the energy, the focus, the time, the whatever to actually work on the mission of God. I'll give you a super practical example. Just one. There's a lot that I could use. Let's just take groups in church. We do groups here at church, we, small groups, and people gather together on a weekly basis to pray together, to hang together, to get to know people, to maybe talk about a sermon or study the word together. And so many people struggle to make it to that type of environment And sometimes it's really good reasons, right? But but sometimes it sounds like i'm just too tired I I just I don't have time right it, it plug in the ex the excuses and Or or this I don't really need that okay now If we look deeper at some of those reasons sometimes i'm too tired has to do because i'm not physically fit i'm not i'm not well physically and i actually don't have energy to invest my life into an environment like that or into anyone i'm physically spent others they're emotionally stretched to the max and 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 stressed out because they aren't good at managing their calendar And so their life is completely spent on on things, some of which are good, but it leaves no space for the mission of God in regards to making disciples or helping other people follow Jesus. There's no space. And so that's one example. You know, not everything revolves around whether you're in a group or not. I'm just using that as one thing where where there's an obvious easy opportunity to engage in helping other people follow Jesus, right? Being in community and we can't do that because it's just, ah. And if we really say what it is, it's I'm unhealthy. I'm just not healthy. I'm not healthy enough to expend more energy in anything. I need to go home and lay in bed under a sheet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just disappear. Well, how is, I mean, whenever we stand before God, is, is like that going to be okay? Is it going to be Okay. You know, we, I, I don't know, I just, I, th- I feel like God has us on mission, and a lot of things in our life get in the way of that mission, and in our culture, we're able to justify those reasons, and really just kind of take ourselves out of the race, and I think we should let this point kind of just challenge us, challenge us. Now it doesn't mean that every single ambition you have in your life is selfish. It doesn't mean that every time that you're that you're, you know, spent in a week and you can't maybe do what I'm talking about doing or something like that that you're just a horrible person. That's not the point of this, y'all. This isn't condemnation. This is just pushing up on something, right? Tapping on something. Man, what what is this in our life? And then how are we going to actually change that? You know what I'm saying? If we're, un, if, we're, if we're too unhealthy to, to accomplish the mission of God, we're too unhealthy, and we need to make some changes. So what does that look like? How, the question is, how are you going to get healthy? And not only just how are you going to get healthy, but how are you gonna stay healthy? Again, we're looking at this year, fresh start. How am I gonna get healthy? How am I gonna stay healthy? Three quick, easy things. For some of you, you're like, oh yeah, I like quick, easy things, Number one, evaluate your health. Sit down for 10 minutes in a quiet room, right, and just literally think about your body. Am I physically healthy? Am I physically healthy? Some of you, you don't have major physical ailments, and so you might think you're healthy, but it's like, am I really healthy? How do I eat? Right? I mean, then think about your soul, your mind. What is my thought life like? What are my emotions like? Am I like up one day and down the next? Am I all over the map? Do I only feel sadness and anger and I feel no other other emotions? Like like evaluate where you're at emotionally, spiritually. God, (laughs) where am I at? For some of you, it's been so long since you've seriously just sat down quiet and, and really asked God about where you're at in your spirit. Am I filled with the spirit of the world or the spirit of God? Do my, does my conscience align with the word of God or is, am I, I kind of creating my own right and wrong? Like where, evaluate, right? Number two is this, make a plan to move towards health. Now, now I want to say this real quick. Some people right here, they're like, "I'm gonna make a plan, like let's just say diet," I'm gonna, and they go from one end of the spectrum to the other. I'm talking like a 100% change. They shock their whole entire body into like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing but lettuce. It's like, dude, you've eaten nothing but carbs for 20 years. All right, you're not gonna function for six months. You know, it's like it's, 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 it, these extreme changes. Try a 1% change. For some of you, you're ramped up all the time on caffeine all the time, and you don't understand how that's affecting your emotions. Instead of seven coffees a day, how about one? <laughs> Blasphemy, you know, it's like. And, and, and you know what? For some people, this sounds so, um, oh, come on, man. Whenever you think about your body being the temple of God and you realize that you're ingesting something that's ramping up your central nervous system, which is the nervous system that God has given you, and you're abusing that thing for years and years and it's messing with your mind, and therefore it's also messing with every relationship you have. It's messing with your work. It's messing with your prayer life. It's messing with you having the fruit of the spirit in your life. All of a sudden, that coffee matters. Some of you, this plan looks like drinking less alcohol. How much do you drink how often do you drink why do you drink what does your spouse think about how much you're drinking right maybe you need to back off maybe you need to you know what i'm saying take a month reevaluate your diet's horrible that's why you feel horrible my diet's horrible that's why i feel horrible (laughs) (laughs) in your soul man what's what's the plan though what's the one percent change for some of you, I, I really believe that there's a lot of people who, they honestly, they need a psyche vow. I think they need therapy. I think they need professional help. Because what happens is we go through life and we, and we go through all these traumas. We have so much that's going on internally and it begins to just destroy people's lives, destroy the way that they engage in life. They have no trust in their life because they've been so hurt and they don't know how to process it. And for some people, they just try to pray through it and and prayer is important. We'll get to that. But but you know what? If I break my leg, I can pray. But eventually, if my femur is broken, I need a rod put in my leg. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not going to heal right. And 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 I believe we should pray. But I believe that also sometimes we need to take next steps. And for some of you this year, you really need to look into that. You need don't let the stigma of of you know emotional health and and therapy and all that kind of stuff uh, cause you to not engage in that i'm I'm telling you that might be a next step in your soul right your spirit what's the next step looks like how about this if you never read the word of god or pray why don't you begin to do that every couple days put it on the calendar start with something read four verses of scripture and pray and say god speak to me what what and just allow the hunger for the word of god right? Allow yourself to be filled with the Spirit of God, and you'll see your appetite begin to change in that area. You'll, you'll be Begin to pray. When you're in your car, instead of listening to some random radio show or podcast, turn it off for five minutes and talk to God. One percent changes. Don't overcomplicate it. Start somewhere. Join a, join a group. I'm, I'm going to talk about that again, man. Next week, we, next month, we, ta- we start groups. For some of you, you need to be in a group with other people. You need need some interaction, right? You need to be around like-minded, like-hearted people. Community matters when we're talking about health. It really does. Make a plan. Make a plan to move towards health. Don't overcomplicate it, but but just something. And number three is this. Stay consistent. Oh, gosh, this is the worst one. (coughs) Y'all, Planet Fitness is full of people right now. Full (laughs) of people, y'all. And in three weeks... It's gonna be not full of people, (laughs) you know? We have good intentions, but if we aren't consistent, it doesn't really matter that much. So stay consistent, and again, community matters around that. Get yourself in a circle of people that have the same aims as you do. To please God, to please God. I'm telling you, this matters, y'all. This matters, to stay consistent, I wanna end by reading the scripture that I read earlier in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. First off, I wanna say this, that everything that we just talked about, for some people doesn't sound very spiritual. It really is because honestly, a lot of it is the process of sanctification in your life. That's right, how you eat, it does matter. It's part of your sanctification. You might lack self-control in how you eat and it bleeds into other areas of your life. But if you could formulate a way to begin to control your appetite in regard to physical things, it begins to bleed into the other areas of your life. Again, all these parts of ourselves, we're being sanctified. We're being made more like Jesus so that your whole spirit, soul, and body can be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. All these parts of us matter to be healthy, because all of this is the process of becoming more like Jesus. And so this, this season, this month, as you begin to look to this year and you begin to have a picture of where you wanna be, is this picture in my head because I just want general quality of life, which isn't bad, okay, it's not bad, but is that it? What about these aims? Is it, is it, does it have to do with the mission of God? Does it have to do with stewarding well what God has given me, right? Like what what are the filters of the goals that I have in my health? And take that as the motivation in order to begin to move forward in your life. I believe as a church, if we're healthy in these ways that our entire church, individually, that our entire church grows in health. I really believe that. We'll have more margin in our life for our families, for the ministry, for the kingdom of God. And I believe that's what God wants for us. I believe it's what he wants for you. Now, here's the deal, we're all broken to some degree. So we're not gonna attain perfection, all right? We're not gonna attain perfection, but we could be perfect in Christ, spiritually. We took communion earlier, we've talked about the cross, We've talked about what Jesus has done for us. And out of everything that we've talked about, the primary thing is that you are spiritually healthy, that you are filled with the spirit of God, not the spirit of this world, that you are redeemed, being transformed into the image of Jesus. And for some of us today, first Sunday that we're in church in January, it's time to make a decision to follow Jesus, to start a journey, to start fresh, start on the right foot for 23 I wanna give you that opportunity. I wanna pray for you and ask that God would would do this in all of our lives. You can bow your head, close your eyes. Just allow God to search your heart. God, we open up our hearts to you right now. We open up our spirit. And God, we ask for you right now to begin to reveal to reveal things in our life that are not of you. Reveal habits, reveal thought processes, Whatever it is in our life, the things that are drawing us away from you, the things that are causing us to be distracted from who you are and what you wanna do in our life, God, I pray that you would begin to reveal those things, convict us, point us in the right direction in those areas, God. And right now, God, I pray for every person in this place, every person watching online who doesn't have a, a, a true relationship with you. God, I'm praying that right now you would reveal yourself to them, that you would reveal your grace and your mercy, that you would remove the blinders from their eyes to see your truth, that you would save their soul, God, that they would be born again. Come on, if that's you, just surrender your heart to God. Just say, God, I trust in you. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the cross. Thank you for dying for me have mercy on my soul. God, we thank you that your mercies are renewed for us daily. That your grace is sufficient. Your grace abounds. God, as we set these goals in our life, Lord, I'm praying for us to have consistency in these areas. God, that we would not just be emotional in these things, that these, these wouldn't be too weak things, but God, this would sink down to the spiritual level in our life, that there would be a conviction about stewarding you, the things that you've given us well, that there would be a conviction in our heart to, to accomplishing the mission that we are on. And it's the great commission. So we thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this in Jesus' name, amen.